What's poppin'? I'm your host, Tiffany Hoyd, and you're listening to Hogs Havens Riled Up, bringing the hottest risk in topics with a college kid twist. You know the lineup. Your hosts, Kaylin Newton and Tiffany Hoyt, we got you today. Kaylin, how you living? I'm living good, man. I'm living great, always riled up. And did you see that landing snack? I saw the landing snack. And I am actually, I was taken aback by that. Did you expect that? No, absolutely not. It's crazy because I was reading something in January that was saying, you know, Trevor Maddich wants the Skins to sign all these Bama boys. Like, they might as well change the name from the Redskins to the Bama Christian Tide. <laughs> yeah, they got that minus haha, right? So they got Collins, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Anderson, Sean Hamilton, and Deron Payne in the nation's capital. That's Nick Saban's whole defense right there. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, they might as well go in and hire Nick. Hey, everybody trying to hire Nick. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, they heard riled up and the rest of the Redskin community's cries because they found a corner in Dominic Rogers' commodity. Wow. That's pretty decent. That's a decent pickup. I like that on the opposite of Jay Norman. Absolutely. Because they're seasoned. And then they got Landon Collins in the back. Oh, they they heard everything we said. They heard all the Redskins fans. But they still had that quarterback situation. Still looking cloudy for them. But who was out there in free agency? Like, honestly, yeah, they could have thrown somebody in their clothes. But, I mean, even then it's like, okay, are we sure Nick Foles is going to pan out as the number one guy? But today we have a very, very special guest. We have... Tony Wiley, Mr. Wiley. Welcome to the show, Mr. Wiley. Okay. One, two, three. So we have a very special guest today with us, Caitlin. We have the legendary Tony Wiley. Wow. You excited? I'm very excited. How you doing, Mr. Wiley? Oh, great, man. Thanks, uh, Mr. Wiley's my father. I'm Tony. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Nice. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, Mr. Tony, we I do want to put that respect in front of your name because you've done so much for blacks and um, public relations and and just young people coming up in the NFL and trying to make their break. Uh, but something interesting that I found out about you at the NFL Combine when we met up is that you were originally on a med school track. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I, that was my that was the original plan. That was, that was the original plan, but um, <clears throat> I guess you know God had a different plan. Uh, physics, physics, physics class on organic chemistry brought me down to reality. So okay, <laughs> that, and the, that and the visit from my cousin, who was in medical school, told me what was going on and, and what, how, what the challenges he was dealing with. And I was like, oh boy, this is not for me. <laughs> and that's when he pointed. That's when he pointed to Stuart Scott on ESPN and said, you know what, that's you. Uh, Tony, you've been with multiple teams like the Rams, Titans, and Texans. How have the culture been different in all the difference, I mean, excuse me, in the different um, teams that you've been with? Well, you know what? Everyone has the same goal. That's to win. And it's just about, you know, the team. And it's, it's wild because I just, the recent news of Michael Irvin, possibility of having throat cancer, you know, I was, I was with Mike, with the Cowboys, and he actually made a promise to me that my first day with the Cowboys, he said, hey, we're going to get you a ring. We're going to get you a ring, and uh, we're going to win a Super Bowl. And lo and behold, it came true. 
So what it is is about this talent level is kind of even across the board. It's really mental, man. People have to go into the games thinking, like, we're really going to win, and it's, and we're going to really do this. And that's what it was when I was at Dallas. Everyone knew the team was really good, and they had, and they, had they were so confident, and they believed. So I think the winning, the, the thing is, you people just have to be able to overcome adversity. It takes a little luck. You can't have injuries. They're just working together as a team, and football is an ultimate team sport. So. The winning philosophy has maintained the same, but has there been any like drastic difference you've seen since when you started in the league? This is a quarterback-driven league. The <laughs> most important position on the team is the quarterback, so you got to have a solid quarterback and, and great defense. Yeah, that's that's usually the formula, and it really starts with the offensive defensive lines. If the offensive line can open up holes and protect. They have a really good chance to win, and the defensive line they can stop the run and apply pressure. Then you can then you can win. Okay. Um, uh, how have you seen the team develop under group? First of all, coach coach is a is a people's is a player's coach. And, you know he's, he's he's gone in the arena league. He's played quarterback, so he can relate to the players, and mm-hmm. he doesn't get too up and get too down. He's pretty laid back type of guy, so. Everyone really likes to really likes to win for him, and you know he's he's you know he's, he's very passionate about about the game. So I've seen you know the team like Trent Williams and Ryan Kerrigan. You got guys we have a good mix of veterans along with young players. So it's just a matter of time before we get things together. Speaking of last year, we were six and three with the uh, with the with, with Alex Smith division before mm-hmm. before the, before the injuries kind of fell out. But I mean we're we're, we're headed to the right direction. Speaking of those young guys, I know that you guys have this running back, this young running back that you took first round, right? But you also second. signed second round. second round. You took him second round. You also signed Adrian Peterson back again to come back this year. How has that philosophy worked out? And are you expecting um, your young guy to take the reins and kind of learn from Peterson? Are you expecting Peterson to be that number one guy? Honestly, I really don't know. That's not my decision. That's the coach's decisions. But I know Darius is coming off an injury. But to get a Hall of Fame player like Adrian Peterson, really, he, he, he's a mentor. Darius can learn a lot from him. I don't know who's going to be the starter. I don't know. That's not my decision. However, I do know we, we have two. You can't you can't go wrong with having two good players. So Adrian's a great example. He's, he's going to have a busting can someday. And, he, and he's very humble. So he's someone that you need to have in the locker room. Uh, free agency has some big wins this year. Um, how do you think you guys made out? Like, are you satisfied, or do you have some free agent guys that you wish you had that you don't have right now? Those questions need to be talked to down the hall in the person. Uh, <laughs> He's not gonna give us any insight. I do know. I don't make that decision, but yeah. I do know the guy we brought in, Landon Collins. Is, is nice. to be only to be only 25. I mean, he's he's a game changer. He's a game player. I mean, he's passionate about the game, and he was great. We got to see him twice a year with the Giants. I'm happy that, that he's on our team now. So it's 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 along with Case Keenan and guys that we're bringing in. We, I mean, we, every decision that's being made is to try to help to win. And the, and the great thing is, based on how the team team ended the season, we have a lot of things positive to really talk about now. So I'm excited about the season. And we, have, we still have the draft, so I'm really excited going into training camp. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about you, man. I know you pretty much 
satisfied, I guess, with uh, where you are right now in your career. Would you do anything different in your career? Um, I wouldn't say I'm satisfied because when you, when you get too comfortable, that's when, you know, things usually sneak up on you. No, I'm always, I'm a type of person that loves challenges, and that's what's great about being in this area because the immediate attention that the Redskins receive and, the, and the, the fan base that we have, there's something that always goes on every day. There's never a dull moment. But um, if I would have done anything differently, no, not at all. I mean, I, I'm really proud of my career, the places I've been, and, you know, it's a reminder that was this week, this week I was in Arizona at the, at the um, NFL annual meeting, and just to see the people I've known, heck, my whole entire career, both in the media and in my ownership and among the office people in the league it's just been really gratifying speaking of uh things that you've seen is there any person that you saw in your career that you were just like wow that's such and such that that that's my childhood <laughs> that's my history <laughs> you know what you know what it's funny because moses malone was a good friend of mine and he was somewhere i really looked up to being in houston with the rockets and of course warren moon and and, you know, J.R. Richard, Nolan Ryan. I mean, I run into guys that are Earl Campbell. I mean, one day I got to really visit with Earl Campbell all day in Austin one day. And it was, you know, I remember the eight-year-old, nine-year-old Tony Riley. <laughs> this, this is amazing. I mean, I got to meet Reggie Jackson, who was my guy as, as, as a kid. Yeah. But I would say um, the, only, the only time I, I, the, the real, feel, real fan came out of me was when I worked at Pro Bowl. I worked at Pro Bowl <laughs> in the 99, after the 1998 season, and I'm sitting there. And at the team meeting, I'm looking around the room, and I'm saying to myself, oh my goodness, these are the best pro football players in the world. This team right here could probably beat anybody. And, I, and, that, and that time, it was really for the, maybe that 30 seconds, I sat back and like, wow, this, this this was pretty cool. And I remember Danny Green was the coach. He came to me, and he asked me, do you have anything to say to the team? And I basically just said, hey, this is the Pro Bowl. This is pretty laid back. I'll come and ask you for something. You know, I want you to do it. And that plus we took a SWAT photo, all the guys from the SWAT conference. There was like six of us, and we took a photo on um, photo day that I had in my office. So it was pretty, pretty, that was a pretty special moment. Wow. Well, as senior vice president, I mean, what do you think are, I guess, good strategies uh, for the Redskins to build a relationship with the D.C. community? Oh, we continue doing what we're doing. We do a lot. As far as our foundation with the Redskins Read Program, the Playground Builds, I mean, uh, I, I found I'm really proud of what the foundation uh, expands the brand and everything at the, um, and the and has an impact in our community that loves us. Right. So um, I think we just need to continue doing what we're doing. Have you seen a difference in the young Redskin fans compared to like that the old school Redskin fans? The same things in common. They love the team. I mean, it's. That's what's pretty cool about working in pro sports. I mean, people, we, we, we provide something that brings people together, no matter, you know, race, creed, or color. And, and people have pride and passion. And, you know, no matter what the age, they there's a, there's a common denominator, their love for the team. And that's something that's, that's pretty moving. I'm going to add a quick question to go back on topic with AP. So, you know, after the injury from guys, um, you, you all signed AP for a one-year deal. You just re-signed him because he had a terrific year uh, being the oldest back rushing for over 1,000 yards. He's over 30 years old right now, right? So <laughs> what are the expectations for AP coming up in this new season and 
I guess you have a better feel or you know AP, I'm pretty sure on a more personal level than us fans. So what is going on like behind the scenes with this dude? Like, is he what is he doing to keep himself healthy, to keep himself going? How is he doing it at this age? You know what? That's that's I guess he's that's a blessing from God. Because whatever age he is, he's maybe he got to take off ten years because he's doing things. <laughs> around. I mean, you saw you saw that Philadelphia game he made a ninety yard run. Right? Yes, he yes. Outran, he outran all the young guys. He didn't, did he look like he was thirty three years old in that run? Absolutely not. No, he's like so twenty one is spry. No, he's he's I mean he's a he's a phenomenal guy. He walks in the room. You know, the, the guy, the young players are doing whatever they're doing because he, because he carries himself as such, but he's also very humble. He's he's a all he's probably going to go down as one of the best running backs in NFL history. So um, he's he's just there's a reason for that. It's not by accident. He's he's a, he's a hard worker, a very hard worker. You went to Texas Southern, and you're you're always talking about how your HBCU affected you. <laughs> Can, can you yes. go into that and, and get HBCU some love? Absolutely. It's um, one word, I guess, family. Family. Um, from my classmates to the coaches, the athletic department, the, um, the administrators. I mean, it was, you got to understand, 19, 1990, 1990, I basically told people I want to work in the front office of a professional sports team. Which is, I mean, which is a huge goal at that time. Not many people were looking like us to begin with, and I really didn't know anything about these jobs. Mm-hmm. So, like Dickie would say in, 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 in his first song, "It was all a dream. It was a dream." Yeah. However, no one, no one was, no one was hating. No, no one said, "Man, you crazy." No one said, "Are you nuts?" Everybody basically said, "Man, go for it. We got your back." And I got experience at the, from the athletic department working. With the basketball team, you know, getting ready to get to travel where I am as a student, you know, I get to travel with the team free and get to eat, get to eat the <laughs> team meals and go to the games. I mean, I'm getting experience, but at the same time, I was networking. And then the administrators are like, okay, no problem. Here's what you need to do. Make sure you get your academics straight. And then, you know, my, my classmates like, oh, yeah, man, you're going to do it. And I ended up getting an NFL briefcase, you know, it's a pigskin briefcase, and I carried it around and I dressed Whoa. Like an exec, and I started wow. dressing like an executive. You know, it's kind of, kind of like dressing for the part you want to get. Mm-hmm. Well, I was doing it. I was dressing, doing suits every day, like because this is what I'm going to do when I get out of school. And the biggest thing was, um, my dean. I had a, I had a uh, interview with the San Diego Chargers, and uh, I couldn't afford a plane ticket. And lo and behold, the dean of the communication department called me in his office after one of my classes, and reached down in his drawer and gave me a Delta Airlines ticket. Wow, and, so, and said you worked too hard to get to get and to let somebody just stop you. Mm-hmm. So that was from his personal. And then I went to the placement office, and Doctor Jones took me in his car and drove me to the Galleria, bought a suit, bought me a suit <laughs> for my interview, and and it gave me three days to prepare. You know, we, we did mock interviews in his office for three days. That's black college. Yeah. That's, that's, when you get that type of support, that's why I always pay homage to Texas Southern because it's, 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 I mean, like, my classmate will tell me, Michael Strahan, every time we see each other, we laugh and we say, man, we've come a long way from TSU. But you know what? If it wasn't for TSU, neither one of us would be where we are. 
Yeah, you you have a very um, tight relationship with Michael Strahan. You want to elaborate on that? And oh yeah, I remember when he was a walk-on tight end. I mean, he was he, he's um yeah. I, I've seen I've seen Michael Strahan before he was Michael Strahan. <laughs> I've known him before the Super, and, and you know he's the same guy, big personality. He always had that charisma, and um to say I'm proud of him is is, is a huge understatement. Yeah, he's taking over uh, daytime television now. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And he's the same Michael that I've known all these years. So what is the biggest difference in your job today versus how it was 10 years ago? Shoot, 10. I mean, remember, I've been, <laughs> this, I've been in the game since 92. Yeah. Um, the internet, social media. I mean, Before I was born. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's the it's instant, instant news. I mean, People now with social media, guys are creating their own news. People can interact with their fans directly. Um, it's just instant. I mean, the, the, the news cycle is so quick. And pro football is talked about 24 hours. And in this city, it's talked about 26 hours. I mean, everything's Redskins. It's Redskins in the White House. I mean, that adds more of a challenge. But the big thing is, is that people care. I mean, like when fans get upset, you know, the great thing is that they care. If they didn't get upset, <laughs> then I'd be worried. Yeah, then you have to be concerned. Uh, how do you feel the national coverage is of the Redskins compared to the local coverage? Um, I mean, we're, we're one of the story franchises. So, locally, you know, uh, the Redskins fans everywhere. So, the, the national coverage, things get blown up here because of where we are at this market in Washington, D.C. I mean, put it this way, when, um, let me take you comparison. When I was with the Cowboys, when I left the Cowboys to go to the Rams, there was news in Dallas and L.A. Mm-hmm. I left St. Louis to go to Tennessee, there was news in St. Louis and Tennessee. When I left Tennessee to go to Houston, there was news in Tennessee and Houston. When I left Houston to go to Washington, it was news everywhere. Oh. Okay? That's how it is with the Redskins. That's how it is with this franchise. It's a national story franchise. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the Redskins is... Um... It's, one of the, it's been around for so long. It's, you know, in the 30s and uh, in the market that we're in, we have, gen- you have generational fans. You have grandparents. You have kids and grandparents were Redskins fans. I mean, so the franchise has been here longer than the other teams in this area combined. Got you. Um, so what are you most proud of Oh, excuse me. What are you most proud of having accomplished with the Redskins thus far? Um, I would not only say the Redskins, I'd probably say my whole entire career. And you touched on it earlier, I guess, to the people that I had to bring up along the way. Um, I kept the promise that, that I made to a guy that I worked with and with the Chargers. And he said, I want you to get in. And once you get in, I want you to reach back and help somebody to say why well, I'm helping you. And there's at least a couple hundred former interns that are spread out all over sports, and that's that's probably what I'm most proud of. Wow. You got room for 101? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mr. Wiley, I keep coming back to this Mr. Wiley because you've just done so much for Blacks um, and Journalists and PR, but Tony, you told me the story of how your parents were like, what are you doing when you decided you're going to switch your career path? For for all those young people that are 
at that juncture in life where they're like, I know what I want to do. I have to follow my passion. What do you say to them when their parents are like, "I, what are you doing? I tell them to do it. My parents thought I was nuts. They, the Wiley scholarship ended. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they thought it was going to be a career. They really, didn't, they really didn't understand. But I knew what I was doing. I was going to be happy. And, and that's what it is. If you, if you do something that you really, really enjoy, if you do something that you're really passionate about, if you do something that you love so much, you do it for free, then guess what? You're going to do it well. And not only do it, that's why I say follow your passion. Don't follow the paycheck. Follow your passion, but you do it well. Guess what? The paycheck's gonna follow. So do it. Do lay down at night, look up at the ceiling. What is something? Think about. Think of something that you would do that you would love so much that you would do it for nothing. And if you don't know, that's fine. Because when you're a student, you can try out different things. That's what internships are for. Internships do two things. They can tell you what you want to do. They can tell you what you don't want to do. And the great thing about being a student, you have time to sit back and try everything. You like Cinderella. Keep putting your foot in the slipper until it fits. Seeing as we are in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, and the the set for Olivia Pope and Scandal, what was your biggest Olivia Pope moment as a PR director? Oh, man, there's so many, there's too many to count. I'll be honest, there's too many. There's so many, there's so many you know and there's so many you don't know. But there's so many to count. The ones things, happen, things happen a lot. It's not what's, what's in the news and sometimes what, what you keep out of the news. Yeah. You're not gonna share anything with us. You're gonna keep it keep it tight lipped. I gotta keep it tight lipped. That's part of being a good publicist. You can't tell. If I tell you, I gotta kill you. Okay. <laughs> That's a serious delivery pope uh, clause. So um, I have a quick question. Since I'm one of these players, I guess at the lower FCS level. So there are an influx of players from lower FCS and FBS teams at the combine. So what do you think happened with this draft class, or do you see the difference? Like, if you just look without knowing any of these players, could you tell the difference between an FCS player or an FBS player? They all look the same to me, bro. Again, I'm not a scout. <laughs> right. I'm not a scout. I'm not a scout. But I will say this. If you're at the combine, there's a great chance you're doing well. If you get invited enough, then you can play. You can play. You can play with the big boys. That, that's what happened with Strahan. Strahan went to the senior bowl, and his stock shot up because he did well against against the bigger competition, so to speak. Right. And he showed that he can hang. And next thing you know, he became a second-round pick with the Giants. So, um, I'm telling you, if you have the ability and you get the opportunity, you just have to make most of it. Look, look at look at uh, Cohen on uh, with the Bears. Absolutely. And Darius Leonard, uh, rookie, defensive rookie of the year. So, is there anybody yeah. on your team right now from an HBCU that you're extremely proud of? They want to, yeah, the, the kid from Southern, our, our quarterback from Southern, he's really? done pretty well. Oh, yeah, shouts out to him. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Southern, there's been like an influx of four-star athletes, especially in this previous signing class that signed to Southern and signed to all HBCUs, three-stars and four-star players that normally wouldn't go to HBCUs. Where do you think that shift is coming where people are now starting to take HBC seriously as an option? But, I mean, when I was in school, you got to understand, a different world was on television. Um, <laughs> the movie School Days came out. But a different world was real influential on making black colleges very, um, very popular. 
So um, now, I guess the climate that we're in, uh, a lot of people now turning towards black colleges and the parents of, 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 of kids whose parents were going to HBCU, I guess they're listening because enrollment now at HBCUs are really going up. Yeah. Redskins, back to the Redskins, right? One thing that I've seen is a it could be a DC thing, a Chocolate City thing, but there's an influx of of fans, uh, black fans, African American fans, for the Washington Redskins, and I've I've had this conversation with different fans, rooted fans, and they said that it's the Doug Williams days that brought a lot of um, black fans. But where where would you say that love comes from? Honestly, from from anybody. Again, the Redskins. The Reds, all, everybody, all races, all creeds in this area, if you're a Redskins fan, you're a Redskins fan. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the but, but people don't see color. But just, they, just see, they, just see the, they just see the Redskins. Yeah. And, and, and maybe, you know, where we are, the tradition and things like that. But, you know, the fan base here is very, very strong. Is there something, final question for you, is there is there anything that you want us to keep a lookout for for the Redskins and OTAs and uh, spring camp? I just want to say keep support, keep the support going, and that um, better days are ahead, better days and exciting days are ahead. Oh, I know I said that was my final question, but I have to ask you about all these Bama boys that you have on the defensive side of the ball. What? Do you get a lot of hey, questions? Are y'all you've just... Heard, you've heard this before. I'm going to say it again. I'm not in the personnel department. <laughs> <laughs> it just... Y'all y'all got all the Bama boys. I mean, it's, 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 it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. It's a bunch <laughs> of guys. But, but Alabama, I mean, they, they can translate some wins. I mean, Alabama, they win. They're, they're in the championship game all the time. So, hopefully, you know, guys, these guys can bring it the mentality. But, I mean, we, it's just... At least they know each other. Guys really know each other, and know they, again, when I tell you about being a team, they play well, play play together because they know each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Wiley, for coming on to Riled Up. We greatly appreciate you, everything that you're doing for uh, African Americans and people in general within sure. public relations. Save a spot for my daughter. My daughter loves Howard University. So oh, she, oh yeah. tell her come She's on. She's a class. She's high school class of twenty-seven. So okay. And Hill used to always say, "We got a spot for her somewhere." And she's she's a dancer, so I already know. Oh, I for sure. The marching band. I can see her at the band already doing. For sure. Ooh la la. <laughs> yes. So I come. We'll give her a a top of the line tour. The real HU. Yes, she she made the right choice. Twenty-seven. <laughs> twenty-seven. She's twenty-seven. I'm feeling old. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, 27. Well, we appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to Riled Up. We are Riled Up to bring you more of the hottest red skin topics with the college kid twist. Again, we're Tiffany and Kaylin. We're missing our girl Nicole today. She'll be back with us. And uh, this is Riled Up. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at TTA Legend. That's TT. A L E G E N D. And follow me on Instagram at Kaylin underscore Newton. That's C A Y L I N underscore N E W T O N. Have a great week, everyone, and remember to stay wild up.